This is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're presented to you by WinBet. Put $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Don't forget about the DeAndre Swift jersey giveaway. If you watch the show tonight, subscribe, comment, and send a screenshot over to SGPN Fantasy on Twitter. And we will ent- give you a free entry to a sport to the DeAndre Swift jersey given away on Saturday. Do we want to uh, show? Do we want to show proof of that, Dave? Do you have that sitting beside you there? Just, uh, just so people don't think we're full of crap right now. Right? I don't right now, but if you have any questions, Shit. I will. I will send you a picture of it. I will not be wearing it. It is still sealed, and it's ready to be delivered. So um, let's, let's. I want your face in the picture, though. All right, that, uh, I want to right. make sure you have it. All Anybody right? can oh, take yeah. a picture of DeAndre Swift. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, uh, yeah it, it's it'll be there. It'll be there. So let's first introduce introduce the guys. Everyone, make sure you follow Brad FF Bourbon, dude, and Josh. First time on the show. I'm happy welcome, to be welcome. here. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to talk about some uh, dynasty players today. Yeah, yeah, and make sure yeah. you guys follow Josh. It's it's uh it's, he's working with the, you said thirty third team. Yeah, I'm working for the thirty third team, putting about about uh, four videos a week. You can find them all on my Twitter. You know, follow me at Josh Fuster, F E W S T E R. Cool, cool. Well, let let's let's get it started off. All right, so let's start it off with where are we starting? Tell yeah. me about it, Brad. Start us off. Oh, we're going to go with the disappointments and the potential busts for the 2023 season. So, look, I'll, you know, I'll kick us off just to get us rolling. I'm going to roll with a guy I had a love joy for coming into the season after he signed with the Los Angeles Rams. We all said this guy is going to eat. He's a stud. And that is Allen Robinson, like I said, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. And talk about a complete and utter shit show and just an absolute mess right now this guy has not garnered more than six targets a week he hasn't had more than four catches he's only top 50 yards one time he has one touchdown and he's that guy you know you always look in like that fifth sixth seventh eighth round for that guy that puts you over the top last season it was Debo Samuel if you drafted Debo in the seventh round you won your championship most likely as long as you didn't really screw up the first and second round right Allen Robinson, I really thought was going to be that guy this year. You got him in those mid rounds. He's got huge wide receiver one potential, and he has laid a complete egg. He is not being looked at. Cooper Cup is the only guy that Matthew Stafford has eyes for. He looks for him on every play because that offensive line doesn't give him the opportunity to look at anybody else right now. Higby's getting some targets too. Higby's getting some targets looks too. (laughs) It's ridiculous, right? I mean, he's like double digit targets on a weekly basis he's getting right now. So it's nuts, right? Week one, I went back and watched, and I was like, Allen Robinson is getting open, right? He's finding the soft mm-hmm. spot in zones. He's beating corners. And I said, don't panic. Week two will be better. Sean McVay will fix it. I was wrong. Yet again, it's just been an absolute mess. And I think this is a guy that you can't sell for anything right now. So do you guys have anything to add to Allen Robinson? Maybe talk me off the ledge a little bit, or is this a guy you just got to get rid of if you can? Nah, in, in redrafts, people are dropping them. Uh, I was looking at it earlier. Uh, 
I have. I, I just did yesterday. I, I saw him dropped in a league, and I'm not picking him up. So yeah, I'm, I'm out. Josh, who you got for us? Uh, yeah, and and sorry, Brad. I'm not going to say anything to make you feel better about it either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got bourbon. But, uh, it's okay. <laughs> hey, hey, you got your bourbon. You're the bourbon dude. Yeah, I'm all about that's it. Right. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Um, so. I'm looking at the 2022 Fantasy Pros PPR average draft position and, you know, Najee Harris. He was the eighth overall player picked in drafts coming into the season, the fifth overall running back. And now I'll be honest, there were certainly other running backs that went in this range that have been disappointing, like Dalvin Cook, but he's had some good games and he's currently the running back 14. You have Joe Mixon, the Bengals line has done nothing to help him out, but he's still the running back 15 on the season. And then you have some guys that have dealt with injuries like Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Swift, and Javante Williams. But when they are healthy, they have all been more efficient than Najee Harris has been so far this season. Najee Harris has played every week and he's currently the running back 27 in PPR leagues. I mean, the, the one thing that we thought we could rely on was his, his involvement in the passing game coming into the season, but he's only averaging three targets per game. This offense does not set him up for many scoring opportunities. So I don't have a lot of faith that he will even improve going forward. He he's just got to be one of the biggest busts so far this year, right guys? Yeah, I, I traded Najee two weeks ago, and I'm not looking back. I'm actually feeling pretty good that I was able to get what I got. Yeah, he screams as a Cleveland Browns fan, and I'm sorry, Pittsburgh Steelers guys. He screams Trent Richardson for me right now. Oh. Right, has that huge rookie season and comes out and lays a complete goose egg, gets traded the next year, and just falls apart. So I hope that doesn't happen. Just I got a lot of friends that are Steelers fans, and I don't want that on them. But as a Browns fan, I'm kind of okay with hey, it. Also, Brad, I'm a, I'm a Ravens fan, so I am. Nah, in the yeah, I, I, right. I completely understand where you're coming I, from. I heard someone say Lawrence Maroney. I think that's just because of the dreads. But I, I'm not that far. But I definitely am disappointed with Najee Harris. But I, I will say that it was a little predictable with the regression. No one's expecting someone to get like what 96 targets to as a running back two years in a row. Um, mine is Russell Wilson. And part of this is it's, it's really a, a trifold one. I'm disappointed in Russell Wilson and, and I'm using the dad voice. I am very disappointed. And um, not only in his own production, not angry. We, we've seen twice. Yeah. Not angry. I'm just disappointed. We've seen twice this season where he's kind of peaked back up and like, okay, re- reminded us. And like, I, I should have taken advantage of that first, like 32 point performance and sold. Because he's had basically thirty-two points the and three out of three out of the four weeks, and I got a chance to sell this week. I sold he, but like his bad performance has brought down the other pieces of this offense. Like we finally were getting excited about Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, and Cortland Sutton's been okay, but Jerry Judy's not. Other than that one that one week, he's not. There's no tight ends given production, and this offense somehow looks worse. It, it looks worse at times than it did when Drew Locke was running the ship. And so I just think you had high expectations for, for this offense and he's disappointing. And now he's got an injury. He's going to play through it. We saw what happened last year when he played through injury. It was not good. And I don't care if his shoulder was, his eyes were broken last week when he missed <laughs> KJ Hamler. So he's just, he's not playing with the confidence that we saw from a few years ago. So, um, so I just, I think, a reminder to everybody: like, throw out the draft capital. Who in redraft? Who cares where you what you spend on these guys? And even at this point, like, I get it. You spent a high dynasty startup pick on these guys, and it's dynasty. 
But you still like, you can't hold on all year to these guys who are disappointing, like Allen Robinson, Russell Wilson, and even Najee Harris. Brad, one more. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go to the running back position. That's going to be Joe Mixon, running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. And Josh kind of alluded to it. He's in that, depending on your scoring format, in that 15 to 20 range. And look, this is a guy you took in the top 10. You wanted a lot of production. He's averaging 3.1 yards per carry. It is atrocious. He's got one touchdown on the season. The one bright spot I would say, though, is when you look at what he's garnering in the passing game, he's on target for 91 targets throughout a 17-game season. That is a lot of volume from the passing game. And if he can just turn a few of these things into some touchdowns, he can get back into that top 10. But up to this point, he's been pretty disappointing. We did see that offensive line create a little bit more holes against the Baltimore Ravens. He had a little bit, probably, in my opinion, his best game as a runner to date this season. He averaged a little over four and a half yards per carry, uh, which is what we want to see out of Joe Mixon when everything else in the year has been two and a half or 3.3 or something like that. Um, so you hope that offensive line starts to gel with their new their two new additions in the offseason. So I think there are brighter days to come, but he's definitely been a disappointment uh, for me in the first quarter of the season. Yeah. Josh? Yeah, real fast on the Mixon point, like uh, Najee Harris, their their offense is just not playing well. So at least Joe Mixon's playing a good offense, but he can't, he can't get anything going. You think at least he has that playing for him, you know, this offense that yep. can score points. That, I mean, Najee Harris doesn't even have that, but we kind of understood that the <laughs> offense was going to be quite as good coming into the season, right? But my next guy uh, is a wide receiver that coming into the season, I personally was pretty high on. Now, I wasn't that high on Najee compared to where everyone else was, but this guy, DJ Moore, I, I thought he was primed for a breakout season. Now, he's always been a good wide receiver. He had over 1,000 yards each of the last three years. But coming into this season, I was like, man, what if Baker Mayfield is the best quarterback he's ever played with? CMC, he's healthy. This offense could be pretty darn good this year. The most touchdowns DJ Moore's ever scored in a season was four. What if he gets seven or eight touchdowns? That would certainly improve his fantasy numbers. And maybe he could be a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. Well, I think I was wrong, guys. Uh, <laughs> Baker Mayfield and really the whole Panthers offense has looked pretty bad. DJ Moore was drafted as the wide receiver 14 coming into the season. And now there are people talking about maybe even cutting him from their teams. I mean, I, I don't really blame them for considering it. He's currently the wide receiver 47 um, in a PPR, uh, PPR fantasy leagues. Um, I wouldn't drop him, but I don't really feel comfortable starting him either. He's definitely <laughs> a plus so far, right? It's pretty sad when you're like, oh, my God, please put Sam Darnold. Like, Sam Darnold's almost healthy. Put him back in there. <laughs> you know, like, okay, Matt Rule's out, but it's still been McAdoo. Really, any, you know, still calling plays. So that's not going to help. But he played pretty well in five games with Sam Darnold. So <laughs> when you're asking for – please put Sam Darnold in for DJ. Give Moore, me Sam probably... Darnold. <laughs> give me, give me <laughs> yeah, PJ right. Walker. I don't yeah. – I, I don't think anybody he hasn't impressed me before, but – let. Man, maybe they'll hyper-target DJ Moore. We'll see. You never know. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. And, yeah, DJ Moore, is he's tough. Everyone, everyone is hoping that he gets traded somewhere and that skies are brighter. And Brad, the other day, you should have saw his face. 
he forgot that DJ Moore had signed an extension. Yeah. And he it's saw hard my, to trade him. He saw yeah. my face and thought I was disagreeing with his point. And I was like, no, this is my face that's feeling bad for DJ Moore because he's there until 2025. Um, but at least Rule got fired. That's a plus. Um, Maybe AJ Dillon is my yeah. disappointment. Um, AJ Dillon is someone that, you know, people really thought this was going to be the Kamara and Ingram type of an offense. They're really going to rely on the running backs because they got rid of Devontae Adams and really had a whole bunch of, you know, misfits at the receiver position. It's not really been the case. And they've had some good matchups. Like you, you see the matchups and you're like, all right, Aaron Jones is going to go nuts. AJ Dillon's going to go nuts. They both can coexist. And right now, AJ Dillon is a, he is a touchdown dependent handcuff. Like, you can't comfortably put him in your lineups right now. And I I just I think that people had expectations that he was going to be the guy in Green Bay. Not only was he going to be the Robin, he was going to be Batman. And he's neither. Um, so um, I just I think right now you have a lot of concerns with AJ Dillon. Um, and until until we see some some improvements, he's he's looking like a boss. Batman sucks, by the way. Ooh. Superman rocks. All right, I right. had to get that Alfred. out real quick. Let's not get the, <laughs> let's not get the four year old riled up. He can hear this. All right, that man, that awesome. All right, well, hey, let's uh, let let's check in. That's all we got for for the those guys. So we're gonna check in with the sponsors, and then we're gonna do some trade reviews. Thinking about joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet a hundred dollars get a hundred dollar free bet. Plus, the WinBet casino is always open. 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit up to $1,000. If you're looking to join WinBet Biggest Winners Club, whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet's odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week, someone turned $6 into $4,000, plus they got a a free $1,000 bet. WinBet truly hashtag DGENs only. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash WinBet, just so they know we sent you that Sports Gambling Podcast W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change in terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. So, Brad, we got some trades to review. That we do. That we uh, do. And, we'll and what, what players are we featuring in this? So, I love so, a good fantasy trade. Yeah, so the first guy we're going to do is Najee Harris, who we actually talked about as a disappointment, right? It was Josh's first guy to talk about. The second guy we're going to talk about is Jamar Chase, right? We've seen some under, really, just not the performance we were hoping for when you're looking at taking him as the 101 wide receiver in Dynasty startup drafts this season. And the third person is another disappointment that we talked about, and that is going to be Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Denver Broncos. But we're going to stick with starting with Najee Harris. And there's, I've got three trades. There's a couple that were just outrageous. I was, I was not even going to bother <laughs> putting those in there. And those can happen. You never know in those home leagues or whatever. But most likely, stuff like that isn't going to happen. So the first one is really more of a one-for-one. There were a couple throw-ins in here. So it's Najee Harris and Foster Moreau, tight end for the Las Vegas Raiders, back at, back up, uh, back up tight end, for Chris Godwin and Keontae Ingram, who is a backup running back third or fourth string for the Arizona Cardinals. So really you're looking at Najee Harris for Chris Godwin here. Dave, where are you at with that one? 
Uh, it is tough not knowing what's going to happen with Tampa Bay next year. Um, you don't know if, you know, you don't know if you doubt Tom Brady's going to be back. I think there's a pretty, pretty low chance he comes back They They could pick up a quarterback, um, but they also looked as if they were going to blow it up until Tom Brady was decided to return. So you can see Kyle Trask there. You can see Blaine Gabbert running it. I, I don't know. And, and running backs are, are really hard to find. So I will say, I understand it's difficult. Uh, that being said, Chris Godwin is a receiver. And in Dynasty, I value receivers over running backs. So give me Chris Godwin. Josh? It's a tough one. Um, in a Dynasty league, I do think that Najee Harris has a little bit more value. But like Dave said, I, I do value wide receivers in a Dynasty league much more than a running back. Um, when it comes down to it, I, I think... I, I still think that the name Najee Harris can get you a little bit more than Chris Godwin when it comes down to it. Um, I'm a big Chris Godwin fan. So this is where the problem kind of comes into play. I, I think he's one of the most talented wide receivers in the league. Even without Tom Brady, I think he can be a really good wide receiver. I mean, he was a top five wide receiver with Jameis Winston two, three years ago or whatever, uh, how long ago it was. I prefer the Chris Godwin side. Uh, I'm not saying I, I would be able to do it if I had Najee Harris, but. I, I prefer the Chris Godwin side. We're gonna we're gonna make the trifecta because I'm going Chris Godwin too, and I'm a little more I'm a little more believing in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the future. Right, they've got a lot of pieces that they paid contracts to on the defensive side of the ball. They've got Chris Godwin under contract. They still have Mike Evans under contract. So I think they have pieces on both sides of the ball. And we talked about this a couple shows ago where I think they go for that bridge quarterback that can still make them a contender moving into next season. So, and, and I trust that organization to kind of do something like that. So I'm, I'm going to take the Chris Godwin side as well. I just moved Najee Harris in a one for one deal, but we'll, we'll get to that in a little while. Cause that's a trade one of us did. And I'm curious now based on what we've talked about, but Dave, I see you got a question up on the board on the screen here. Yeah. My buddy Zach asked me this one today before the show, Najee Harris or Garrett Wilson plus it's Antonio Gibson, not Antognia Gibson. I can't, <laughs> I can't type and talk. So um, where are you guys at on this one? When it comes down to it, uh, I, I mean, we just talked yeah, about essentially Najee Harris for Chris, for Scott, for just Godwin, right? Uh, it was essentially, there was other pieces, but Garrett Wilson's pretty close to Chris Godwin when it comes down to it. In, in my opinion, he's a, he's a decent amount younger and he's proven to be a pretty good wide receiver already. I, I think he has a very bright future ahead. I'm going to lean Garrett Wilson. Oof. Brad? I'm, I'm sticking with Najee in this one. I'm not as much, not so much in Garrett Wilson is the problem for me. The problem is more Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore and Tyler Conklin up until last week for some reason with the goose egg. Like there's some other pieces there and I am a, I'm a huge Elijah Moore guy. Um, so I, I just don't know there's enough to go around, especially as they start to see how good Brees Hall is. And to know where that coaching tree came from, who wants to lean on the run to set up the pass. I just don't know if the volume is going to be there for him to be the guy or be a top 10 or top 12 guy. And if I've got a Najee Harris, I'm looking for a guy that I think could put up top 12 numbers. And, and I just don't, I don't know that I've got the belief in Garrett Wilson for that right now. So I, I told him go with the Garrett Wilson. I think Antonio Gibson is a nice little throw in. Um, I know his value this season is tanked, 
you know, if some, an injury happened or something like that, it could still go back up. He could be traded. He could be someone that's traded at the deadline. Um, he could also he's a free agent next year, so they they can move on from him. So Antonio Gibson is is someone where if he goes to an offense that uses him the way you know the way he is going to develop in the league, I, I think he's a talented player. We saw two two top twelve seasons from him, and so if they move on from Gibson, then uh, it's going to be a bonus. But Garrett Wilson for Najee Harris straight up, I'll, I'll take Garrett Wilson at this point. Um, I know that you know last couple of weeks have been down. And back to the Tyler Conklin point, like hopefully people saw that and were like, get rid. Like they're they were on projected to throw the ball a million times. They, that wasn't gonna happen. Joe Flacco, we remember Dennis Pitta and all the tight ends that he tossed the ball to and the running backs. Like that wasn't gonna happen with you know with uh Zach Wilson and the offense is just not passing the ball 60 times a game. No no surprise. And Conklin's been uh so if someone still believes in Conklin in your league. Go uh, give him a gift. Give him some, put some Conklin under the tree. All right. So the next Najee Harris trade. Uh, this one's interesting to me. Najee Harris and a 23 first. We have no idea where this 23 first is. It could be early, mid, late. You don't know. So keep that in mind. We might That might change value a little bit. For Saquon Barkley and a third. Josh, uh, I'm going to kick it to you first this time. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so um, when it comes down to it, I, I don't think this is – this is pretty obvious after our discussions here. I'm taking Saquon Barkley well ahead of Najee Harris at this point. That 2023 third, we don't know where the – I mean, uh, first-round pick, we don't know where that's going to be. Uh, the third doesn't do a lot to alter this trade. So – Look, if I'm if I'm a rebuild if I'm a competing team, I'm willing to make that trade. If I'm a rebuilding team, I'm I I, yeah, I don't want to go try to get Saquon Barkley if I'm a rebuilding team and I have Najee Harris in this first round pick, right? Um, but if I'm a competing team that thinks I can win now, Saquon Barkley has looked fantastic. That first round pick obviously wouldn't be that high, so I'm kind of copping out a little bit. But that that's kind of how I would handle the situation. I think. Yeah. It- it's it's so close that that value of that first round pick is extremely important um, because not for me there's a huge gap between Najee Harris and Barkley right now which is interesting because it was not what's up Josh it, it's not the way it was earlier in the season and five weeks of football can change a lot but right now Barkley is he's the number you, know, you can't if you're if you're looking at Najee Harris plus one twelve versus Najee Harris for one hundred five one hundred six or one hundred one. So there's a big difference there. So I would just I, I would consider that when you're doing that trade, if you're looking at it. But I think if the person trading Barkley is doing that, they're on the right path. Getting Najee Harris plus a first and a third is a nice little throw in. Yep. Yeah. I think if that first is anywhere from if you expect it to be between like six and twelve, I'm probably okay with that move. It's if if it's above six, I'm not making that move right now. I'm I'm holding Najee in the first because you could likely get something a little bit better in the grand scheme of things. So so I saw a comment you put up before, and I'm gonna actually skip the last trade and go to this one because you put up Najee. Travis ETN one for one in a dynasty league. And the reason I want to bring that one up is because that's the exact trade that I was talking. I kind of alluded to. I made this trade in a dynasty league in a, 
in a where I think I'm better off competing next season versus this season. I moved Najee straight up for ETN. I tried to get a high second added into there, and he said no. We talked a little bit. I just said, you know what? I want out. I don't like anything that I'm seeing right now. I like the uptick that I see in volume in Travis ETN and the addition, the fact that he's out, uh, out-touched uh, James Robinson the last two weeks. So where are you guys at with Najee Harris versus Travis Etienne in a one-for-one in a dynasty league? Dave, I'll kick it to you first on this one. I'll go with what Josh said earlier. You're looking at all your pieces as assets. And if if I were to say, Brad, give me stuff for Travis Etienne or give me stuff for Najee Harris, I'm going to get more stuff for Najee Harris. And that's why I'm going to go Najee Harris. I just, I feel like that is, he's got more, more draft capital right now, even though the trajectory is up for ETN and it's, it's down for uh, Harris. Josh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think Najee Harris has just a little bit more built in value. Just like what Dave is saying right there. Um, Travis ETN, he's a little bit younger. He's a little bit younger. They were both first round picks last year. And we all knew Najee Harris was pretty old coming out. So you are buying that extra year with Travis ETN. Nash Harris has proven a little bit more. Uh, I, I, I think I, I have to, I, I couldn't trade Nash Harris for Travis Etienne. I, I don't think I could do it. Maybe if I was rebuilding, like in your situation, I'm fine with it. But otherwise, like it just doesn't feel this, right. This is one of those ones I talk myself into, right? I'm like, <laughs> okay, I want Travis. Because the second I asked yeah. for was probably yeah. the 201 to 203. So I was okay with that, right? Getting a little bit of added value in a pretty yeah. deep class next season. So I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. And when he declined that, I was like, shit, I'm stuck with friggin' Najee Harris. Like, I don't yeah. want him anymore, right? So I thought about it and I was like, you know what? This is going to, to me, I looked at it as this is going to be one of those ones that looks like a loss right now. Let's say two weeks from now, Najee Harris still puts up two more stinker games. And let's say ETN gets his first NFL touchdown and continues to outtouch James Robinson. Does that start to shift now? Is the price on ETN going to go up above what I could, where I'd have to put something on top of Najee to get him? So I talked myself into it. I was okay with it. I get it on at value perspective. It's probably not the right value, but. Sometimes you got to get out a little early, and, I, and I'm, I'm hoping for my own sake in this one that I got out at the right time. So, but. and I'll, I'll just throw a tip in: if you guys are that close on a trade, it is it, like a lot of times people are very, very easily will throw in a third or a fourth. Um, but don't forget about Fab, especially in redraft leagues. Like this week, we had Kenneth Walker. And I was willing to trade players for Fab. I did not have to, and luckily I emptied emptied the tank at sixty four dollars and got him. But I don't think a lot a lot of leagues he probably went for a hundred. But there's guys that have you know it's a hundred dollar budget and they got one hundred and forty dollars because they okay you know what you can have uh, you can have uh, Najee Harris for Travis Etienne but throw me fifteen bucks. Oh whatever I don't care and they throw fifteen bucks at you so. It's something to think about. Someone else had talked about, like, some guy does it, like, every trade he does, he gets, like, $3. And it adds up. At the end of the year, you get, you know, you have that. And it is something you can use. That's interesting. That's interesting. All right, let's move on to Jamar Chase. And before we do, I want to give a shout-out to to Mr. Josh Borden, who we've got a comment from. It's one of my longtime (laughs) friends. I've known him for a long time. Go Air Force, even though I'm Navy, I'm okay with, or I'm sorry, go uh, Coast Guard, even though I'm Navy. Uh, So I appreciate Josh for listening in. 
and before we get into uh, Jamar Chase, let's take a look at this question from One Sharp. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, we got a nice home improvement reference I, here. With I uh, need uh, I need something to like like a fence. <laughs> Uh, so I can be the neighbor. Oh man, that is uh, so good. Yeah, Al Borland. Here we go. That is that is excellent. One sharp has some. I we talked about this a couple shows ago. He's got some great one liners that he's throwing yeah, in I here while we're doing it, man. this. He shows show. up every week. <laughs> he uh, does. That's, he's a good dude. Make sure, yeah, sharp. Make sure you go and enter the contest, man. Make sure you enter that DeAndre Swift contest. That jersey's sweet. No doubt. No doubt. I'll get on him in the uh, Discord Discord channel and make sure he's aware of it and everybody knows also. Um, all right, so let's get into the Jamar Chase trades. Uh, I did I had to do a lot of digging here because there were a lot of multi, you know, four or five people for four or five people trades. Uh, so I tried to whittle it down to like a two for two worst case scenario. So the first one is going to be Jamar Chase and Antonio Gibson for Brees Hall and Cortland Sutton. So again, that's Jamar Chase and Antonio Gibson for Cortland Sutton and Brees Hall. This is a dynasty league, a super flex tight end premium, even though there's not quarterbacks or tight ends in this trade. Josh, where you Fair trade, man. This is it's a fair trade. It's a fair trade, especially with the hype that Brees Hall is getting. Maybe we'll get into Brees Hall in a little bit, a little bit later. But um, especially with just how good Brees Hall looks, I'm bought into Brees Hall. I I think he's going to be a great dynasty asset for years to come. Um, I'd rather have Jamar Chase over Brees Hall. Uh, now now we have Cortland Sutton and Antonio Gibson. I'd rather have Cortland Sutton over Antonio Gibson. So it's it seems like a very fair trade in my mind. Um, I think I'm gonna stick with Chase. He's a top two dynasty asset still in my mind. I, I'll take Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, one two in dynasty leagues. I I think that top tier talent's hard to come by, even though Brees Hall's not far behind. I, I'll, I'll lean to Jamar Chase side. All right, Dave. Yeah, this is a tough one, and obviously with your team, you're getting two for one. Um, but I, I'm not that high on Cortland Sutton, and we we all know that I love love Jamar Chase. So I, I'm going to stick with Jamar Chase on this one. Uh, I do love Brees Hall. Uh, I just Cortland Sutton isn't enough. I, we need more than Cortland Sutton to to make that happen. And I I got Jamar Chase in a bunch of leagues, and if you're gonna if you want him, come get him. But you're gonna have to bring more than that. Man, this makes for good. This makes for a good show, a good pod, because I'm the complete the opposite. Side? I'm getting out of Jamar Chase, not because of how he's performed up to this point. I just don't know that I believe that he is a top two dynasty wide receiver. So I'm I'm getting out from under him right now and getting a guy who I was also not super hot. He was my RB1 coming into coming out of the draft, but I wasn't like, man, I really need this guy in Brees Hall, but he's He's looked pretty damn good. He's getting the targets, and now he's starting to get the carries as well. And I'm a lover of Cortland Sutton. I think he's got the eye of Russell Wilson, and as bad as Russell Wilson's playing, Cortland Sutton has given you an absolute solid floor play every game. He hasn't exploded, but he's not killing you like Jamar Chase is every other week right now where he's giving you three or four points because he's going two for 24. Uh, on eight targets or whatever. So I, I'm going with the Brees Hall, Cortland Sutton side. I see a little bit of a head cock. From, uh, <laughs> I, saw, I saw it too. I from saw from it. Dave right Did now. Did he go two for 24 last week? I don't know. What was it? Two for 34, Seven two or three 50? weeks ago? Like it was, 
it was an embarrassing attempt at being a wide receiver that week. I'll, I'll say that. Right. So I have been very low on Jamar Chase for a year and a half. So it's if anybody's listened to me talk about him before, this wouldn't be a surprise, most likely, because uh, I do tend to lean towards him being a little bit of a one trick pony. Uh, but that's that's just me right now. So just, just all right, let's I, move two, on before I dig myself a hole because I have had three glasses of bourbon up to this point. So anything that I say should be thrown out and thrown off the record right now. So. I, d- I did top golf and now I'm here throwing back bourbon talking to y'all. So let's move on. <laughs> I'm, All right. I'm so the, <laughs> Yeah. Right. All right. So the next one is, is another kind of two for two here. It's Jonathan Taylor and Christian Kirk. Don't just for don't. Jamar chase, a second round 2023 pick and Latavius Murray. Newly, for those of you who may not know, newly acquired running back for the Denver Broncos. Dave, let's kick it to you this time. Yeah, Latavius Murray is like the the Foster Murray, Moreau of this trade. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, well, uh, get him out of here. I bet he leads. I bet he leads the Broncos in carries this week. But you you had like big pieces, Jamar. Chandler. Yeah, I know. I can get you that. Got, but you got a second round pick. You got Jonathan Taylor <laughs> and Latavius Murray. So yeah, what was your trade real fast? There. It was JT and who? Sorry, Christian Kirk. Christian, Christian Kirk. Kirk. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, JT and Christian Kirk. And it was it was Jamar Chase for uh, Jamar Chase a second and and Latavius Murray. Yes. Okay, Dave. Sorry, Brad. You froze, Brad. Um. So. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. I, you're good. You're good. Um. Yeah. The, Another another good one. Like these are good yeah. trades. Like I, I don't think any of these are like just because I, I love Jamar Chase doesn't mean that they're easy. Like the last one was not a, a like it was a good trade. Like these are good values. And um, you know, for for this one, I I still am gonna go the receiver over the running back. Um, because you know, Jonathan Taylor is still running back and Jamar Chase, they're about the same age, but you look at their what they're expected, you know. I expect Jamar Chase to have a longer career than Jonathan Taylor. So that's where I'm going to go with this one. And and Jonathan Taylor Thomas is my boy, um, going back to the Al Borland stuff, but <laughs> I'm still going to go Jamar Chase. It, it's right, it's also Jamar, it's Jamar Chase's side for me as well. I'd rather have Jamar Chase over Jonathan Taylor, and I'd rather have Christian Kirk over Latavius Murray in a second. So, yeah, Jamar Chase side. God, I'm on the other side of this one too. Hey, I'm way no. too low on Jim, low Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase. I apologize. Maybe like, not too low. Maybe I'm not saying that it's it's still a fair trade. You know, I, I yeah. wouldn't be upset if this trade went down in my league. I'd be like, good, good job, guys. Have fun. It's, yeah, especially <laughs> if I am a guy who's wide receiver needy or, or I'm running back needy right now. You know, while in the long term, yes, I'm absolutely taking a hit at the wide receiver position. This is where some of that context comes into play. Am I starting two wide receivers and a flex? Am I starting three wide receivers and two flexes? Because now that starts to change the value of these players even more, right? So if if I need a bunch of wide receivers, maybe I maybe I I go with the Christian Kirk side and I add Jonathan Taylor. But if I have a smaller starting lineup, now you want that boom potential. And that boom potential is coming with Jamar Chase. So maybe I stick with Jamar Chase. But I think just a 
a standard, we'll say, you know, 12-team league, you start two wide receivers, two flexes. I think I'm going with the Jonathan Taylor side. I just he I just feel like he gives you such an advantage at the running back position right now. And you see those those ups and downs with Jamar Chase. And while we've seen Jonathan Taylor give you those downs this year, also, I tend to lean towards the running back position in this in this particular trades. So man, I'm I'm on the wrong side of the ship this with well, this we, show for sure. We're on the right <laughs> side, you know, like we, we knew it. Who knows, right? Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but we know that you've been lower on Jamar Chase and, and yeah. that was gonna be harder. But with, with both these trades, I feel like you need to have context because at the end of the day, you're trading Jonathan Taylor or you're trading Jamar Chase, and those are probably your number one and number number one running back, number one receiver as far as like your dynasty values. So you're giving up Jamar Chase. Who is going to be your top receiver? Like Is Christian Kirk going to be your top receiver? Because that's a problem. Is John, you're getting rid of Jonathan Taylor. Is Latavius Murray going to be your top receiver or running back? That's a problem. So like I, I kind of got to know some context on this. Because just one for one swapping those guys, like where does that leave your team, and and where are you in the direction? Like if you're trying to compete this year, and you have Christian Kirk as your number one receiver, like you're not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, get- it screams to me it's somebody who has Stephon Diggs as their wide receiver too, right? They've yeah. got two wide receiver well, you're, you're, ones you're in their two starting wide receivers, right? You're getting. Jamar Chase and Christian Kirk in this trade. You'd be no, kidding. you're getting Jonathan Taylor and Christian Kirk in this trade. Oh my God. I, okay. I <laughs> misunderstood this the entire time. It makes it a lot closer in my mind. It does. I, okay. I thought it was okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So when you're getting Christian Kirk and Jonathan Taylor, if I've got a Stefan Diggs or a Cooper cup or, you know, another top tier wide receiver in there, which is a very high likelihood. If you've got a Jamar Chase, then I might be looking to make a move like this to sure up my running back position, especially if I've got to start JD McKissick in the, in a, in a flex position or something right now. Right. So, this all right, let's a lot move more competitive than I thought it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. Good. Now I feel a little better I'll, about I'll it. I'll stay yeah. on the chase side, but it's <laughs> really close. Really close. Good. Good, good, good. All right. So the last one for Jamar Chase before we move on to Russell Wilson, this is Jamar Chase and another throw in Deion Jones, right? Who was the pseudo starter <laughs> for the, uh, uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, this is a line. I completely read this wrong. This is Deion Jones linebacker for the Atlanta. Oh, wow. Okay. Not Colts running back. I wish I'd have caught that before the show and not thinking it was Deion Jackson who is the Jackson. running back for the yeah, Indianapolis yeah. Colts that got a little bit of play in time. Yeah, so that's my bad. So those two for Cooper Cup and a 2023 first. So Cooper Cup, 29, going on 30-year-old receiver, and a 2023 first for Jamar Chase and a pretty good linebacker in Deion Jones. I'm not sure from an IDP perspective if that's a you know top-tier asset, middle-tier asset or whatnot, but um, – where you guys stand with this this offer right now? Browns linebacker. He got traded to the Browns. Did that just happen? It happened like two days ago, and he he was on the IR, so the Browns designated him to return. So breaking news. Here it is. Browns, Browns linebacker. How do I not know that right now? It it was like slid under the radar with some like yeah. mon- Monday morning stuff, and like mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff with Devontae Adams. Stuff like that. We won't get into the Devontae Adams thing, but you check my TikTok and let me know if you think Devontae Adams should be suspended. 
But um, going back to the trade, Cooper Cup and a first for Jamar Chase. I mean, that's that's pretty good value right there because you could uh, you could tr trade Cooper Cup for blah blah blah. So if you're looking to you know if you're looking to rebuild or, or you know you can double double on that capital, like I feel like you can move Cooper Cup for quite a bit right now. And so if you moved Cooper Cup for at least a first, probably two, you're getting three firsts for Jamar Chase. I mean, it's get, it's getting more interesting for me. Josh, I hear me out. I, I think if you're a competing team, uh, this could be a really cool trade. I know you're going to 2022 third uh, and Cooper Cup, and you might be like, well, I'm competing. Why do I 2023 like I mean, first? first. Yeah. I'm trying to talk, Brad. I, I, I can't <laughs> I can't put together the words in my brain logically right now, but I, I got I. I understood what you said, oh, uh, all right, but all right. you got the 2023 first and Cooper cup for Jamar chase, essentially. And if you're competing and you're trying to win a championship now, I'm very confident Cooper cup's going to score more points than Jamar chase this year. Plus you get the third and I'm not saying hang on to that third. I'm saying utilize that third to go trade for another piece to win this year, you know? So I'm fine doing that if I'm competing, but I, Jamar chase isn't really someone I want to trade if I'm rebuilding, um, so maybe this this makes a lot of sense for a swap. I don't know. I, I want Jamar Chase in a replay. And it's hard to trade like him right now. My first. It's so hard to trade Chase now when he's low. Weird trade. Yeah. Yeah, this is This is not the time one. to trade him if you have him. Yeah, this is a tough one, right? Because you're get. I feel like you're getting a enormous amount of value out of Jamar Chase here. And I don't know that it matters to me whether I'm in a rebuild or contending because – both of what you and Dave said, right? I can take that trade. I can turn around and sell Cooper Cup, and I can end up with three 2023 firsts by the end of the time, right? Could I get three 2023 firsts out of Jamar Chase? Maybe, but who? there's not very many people that have three 2023 firsts, and if they do, they're most likely not going to give three of them up for one player, right, well, in a rebuild-type situation. And, so, and this is this is the scenario. You have the person that has Jamar Chase, me, who is a believer, and you have the person that does not have Jamar Chase, who's Brad, this way. So, <laughs> like, you want Brad to have Jamar Chase because he's going to give you a better deal because he's not a believer and he's like, I'm just getting rid of this. And for me, like, I, I don't – because I wish Brad had him in our league because I would definitely go get Jamar Chase right yeah, now. Yeah. Um but I mean, I have Jamar Chase and I just, I cannot sell him right now because I know I'm not going to get the value. And I know as soon as I trade him, just like when I traded Austin Eckler two weeks ago, he's going to blow up and I'm going to be like, I could have got way more in a trade or I shouldn't have traded him last week. He, he did last season. He had a five week span where he was, he wasn't good. Um, but he, he absolutely blew up and we know what can happen when Jamar Chase gets hot and he was way more involved in the offense last week. So I think brighter days are, are ahead for that entire offense, including Joe Mixon. That offensive line is just not gelling yet. Once they start to gel, you can see them heat up before the end of the season. Yep, I love it. Um, all right, so we got Russell Wilson. Uh, last up before we get into our rookie uh, reviews or ups and downs for our rookies. And that player is Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Denver Broncos. This one is very difficult to find trades that just seem realistic in nature um so we're, we're gonna go with the first one that's up here and that is russell wilson a 2023 second and third for josh allen and i, I, I by any shape of the imagination 
But this is what we got to go with tonight, fellas. So it's Josh Allen. It's Josh Allen. Give Jen no Josh Allen. Josh Allen all day. Smash Josh Allen. That one's easy. Yeah. If I offered you a late for late 2023 first, it's a super flex league for Russell Wilson. And let's just say that you're if you're 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 if you're just you're selling, if you're if you're selling, would you trade Russell Wilson for 2023 first? Late. If I'm selling, ooh, I, pro- I probably would. I'd probably take a first for Russell Wilson right now. And then if I offered you a, a mid first plus, plus you got to get you have Russell Wilson plus a third. What would you rather have? Between him and. Would you rather have a late first by itself or Russell Wilson plus an early third for a mid I would still want the first most likely. For the mid first. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I traded Russell Wilson. For a mid first, I had to give up a third as well. And so the first comment in the league was, wow, Russell Wilson for cheap. And my comment was, okay, <laughs> if that's what you think is cheap, because I, I mean, it could get cheaper. And uh, I just got Geno Smith for for two thirds. That's cheap. That That's a good deal. Yeah, I, st- deal. I start to wonder, we're seeing a lot of this, right? A lot of these new teams with new head coaches, new quarterbacks, changed situations, coming into the preseason, not playing. Are we seeing them start to figure out the playbook in the regular season now, right? We're seeing this quite quite a lot right now. So I, I'm starting to wonder if maybe this is the new norm. Whenever you see a new coach come in, whenever you see a change in offensive philosophy, you see some key players change. Do you think there's a three, four, or five-week dip in production where there's a buying window, right? We don't know for two or three more weeks now. If if Russell Wilson starts to play up to what we had hoped he had played, then okay, yeah, there was a learning curve there in Nathaniel Hackett's offense. He's in a new place. He's a 33-year-old quarterback with a whole bunch of new people in his only other system outside of Seattle. He's never played in another offense other than that. Right. So do you expect that to be the new norm moving forward from year to year as situations change and players don't play in the preseason now because it's a three game preseason? It's also a shorter offseason. The yeah. CBA has, you know, they don't they don't have them for six months like they used to. They have them for, you know, it's much, much shorter. Um, and, and you did see this. So going back to like some comparable trades like Matthew Stafford over the Rams. It wasn't all great. There was some rocky times last year, and then they heated up at the end of the season. Tom Brady wasn't traded, but Tom Brady came over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There was times where it was not so great. Um, I, I'd say at that those points, like it did look bad at times. Um, so you can lean on look at those. Um, when Hackett went over to the Packers, the first year wasn't as great for Aaron Rodgers as it was the next year. But so, it wasn't like half. So I actually game. looked at that. Aaron Rodgers averaged <laughs> 17 fantasy points per game in the first five games with Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator. He ended the end of the year as a top 10 quarterback, right? So those first five games were very, were not good for Aaron Rodgers in that first season with Nathaniel Hackett. And then it started to turn around and got to a point to where it accumulated over time to get him back into the top 10. So that's a, potential with Russell Wilson it's just you know thinking 
from a year-to-year perspective, when these situations change, do we expect more slow starts from offense? Because we didn't see a lot of starters play in the preseason. And now as they're changing teams, does that make it more difficult? Like what, you know, how, how does that affect things in the future? So, but yeah. All right. Let's move on to another Russell Wilson trade. And because there are not a lot of two for twos, this is an actual three for three. So I apologize. If you need me to say the names again, I will do so. So it is Russell Wilson, Cooper Cup, and Terrace Marshall. So Russell Wilson, Cooper Cup, and Terrace Marshall for Tua, Allen Robinson, Trey McBride, and a 2023 second round pick. So Tua, A-Rob, Trey McBride in a second for Russ, Cooper Cup, and Terrace Marshall. I'll take Russ and I'll take Russ here. I'll take Russ and Cooper Cup. Uh, I mean, Cooper Cup, I, I I think is the most valuable person in that trade, even in a super flex league. I, I like what I've seen out of Tua, but I'm still not completely sold. I, 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 I still have faith that Russell Wilson can have a pretty good season you know like a decent season not a top five season like a lot of people thought he could have but I, I think he can come back and have a very similar season to Tua for, per se I know Tua's younger but um I'd rather have the Cooper Cup side for sure Dave you're muted bud sorry I'm making smoothies around here um <laughs> Russ Russ plus Cooper Cup that's correct and and then Tua a Rob Trey McBride and a second and a second yeah, I'll take the I'll take the Cooper Cup and Russ side. Yep. We're hey, this is only the second time we've had a trifecta. Hey, only a second go. time. I like it. I like it. All right, let's do one more. And this is a two for two. For me, this is kind of easy, but I'm curious to see maybe maybe y'all see it differently. That is Russell Wilson and the new hotness, Brian Robinson, coming off the pup. Getting nine carries, but looking like smashed ass while doing it because the Washington Commanders don't look good right now. Uh, for Zach Wilson and Wandale Robinson, so Zach Wilson and Wandale Robinson for Russ and uh, um, Brian Robinson. Dave, let's go with Dave. I'm, I'm going with Russ on this one. Um, you know, like like I said earlier, I feel like you could get. Um, a mid first for Russ, if not a late first for Russ, you could probably do the same thing for Brian Robinson right now. I mean, even though he had a, had a, a, he was on a pitch count last week and he still had nine carries to Antonio Gibson's three. Um, we're about four minutes from them going against the bears and Brian Robinson's stock could fly way up. Um, hopefully Robinson, Wandale Robinson plays this week, but Zach Wilson, I mean, it's, it's, the, the verdict's still out on him. Um, and so I'm going to go with Wilson and Robinson. That's Russell Wilson and Robinson, because this is both Wilson and Robinson for Wilson and Robinson. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Uh, I, I will I will side with you as well, Dave. I, I will stick with Russ and Brian Robinson here. Yeah, I'm that third trifecta of the night. I'm going with yeah, Russell Wilson let's go. and Brian Robinson also. So I like it. All right, Dave. Over to yeah, you, let's let's uh let's check back in with the sponsors and then we'll get to our rookies, rookie stock reports. So Fubo TV, uh, if you watch football, you're watching the show right now, you need Fubo TV. Fubo, Fubo TV gives you complete coverage for college and pro football. That's right, college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. 
Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FuboTV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com backslash SGP. That's FuboTV.com backslash SGP. Yeah, and look, we haven't talked a lot about it tonight, but a lot of times we talk about betting and over-unders on players and prop bets and all that. And if you do that kind of stuff, you've got to check out OddsTrader. OddsTrader is a place to compare all the odds from all your major sports books. You can also compare different sign-up codes and promotions from your sports books to make sure you're getting the best deal out there. The app provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather so you as a better can make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so that you can keep track of all your games and your betting activity. So go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Peace out, Shark. Oh, he's bailing on us already. I get it. I get it. I get it. Hey, I, he did already put in I, for the DeAndre Swift jersey that we saw. So that's good. That's make good. sure you do it, Josh. It's it's a good one. We got less than 100 entries, about 90 entries, I think. All right. I, I, I'm I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> uh, I think Shark probably left because he said, you can't drop that you're making smoothies and then not tell us what kind. What kind of smoothie were you making, Dave? Oh, I'm not making it. But the, the wifey, we got, we got strawberry, blueberry, and banana. Oh, I was I like about to it. say, I love a good banana in my smoothies. I, yes. I feel like it's an essential part. So You got to put all kinds of other goodies in there, too, like some yogurt, some Greek yogurt, some Maybe kind some of probiotic or something like yeah, that. Yeah. There's some peanut butter in there as well. Okay, there we go. There we go. There, right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, right, there we yeah. go. There we go. Let, let us know. Favorite smoothie, let us know on the, in the Strawberry chat. banana. So we're going to do Dynasty Stock Report. Make sure you guys check out on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I put up the Dork Report every week, and we're just tracking opportunities and production for the rookies. And I also added this week their startup cost. So it is a startup from October 1st. Unfortunately, 20-round startups take a couple weeks to finish. Um, but I, I put in the article where they were drafted in this startup. So you know kind of what their cost is. And next month, we'll do the same thing. So the rookie stocks, even in just four or five weeks, has changed quite a bit. Uh, Brad, who is someone that you think has really improved their stock? Yeah, I, I feel like we did this. Wasn't this the first segment when we talked about so. Kate Otten and all those guys again? We're going to do that again? All right. Well, I, to me, it's Kate Otten. It's, <laughs> that's the guy. We talked about him earlier. So, uh we we haven't talked about him yet we haven't talked about him yet i don't think we've ever talked about kate out on this show do we really not do this we might be mistaken because when i came in here first we started talking about who we were going to talk about and we talked about kate out for a split second i was like i'm sitting here the whole time he's talking about like dude we i swear to god we already talked about these guys holy shit all right well Lo and behold, we're talking it. about K Dot right now. Hey, so. listen, I, I I fumbled the ad reads, and we did the ad reads <laughs> twice on Monday. Brad, in his head, thinks we did the stock report. Oh, I like swear, today. oh, dude, I'm all messed up right He's now. He's also apparently. seeing three Joshes right now. So, um, 
<laughs> All right, let me compose. How many All right, I'm good. Holding up? I'm I'm good. All right, so my riser for the rookies is going to be K. Dot and tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've seen his snaps increase over the last three weeks, which is what you want to see in your rookies. You want to see them start to increase. Now, there's some context there, right? Cameron Brait being hurt and that kind of thing. But I really do think that K. Dot has kind of shown over the course of the last couple of weeks that he deserves to be on the field a little bit more than he was while Cameron Brait was healthy. Uh, he he was at a 94% snap share this week, and he looked pretty good. And he's available in 65% in about 35%. Sorry, he's rostered in about 65% of dynasty leagues right now, according to sleepers. So I just think he's a guy you can go out, you could probably find on your waiver wire, or you can have him added in as a throw-in to some of these trades and could quite possibly be a starting tight end moving into the 2023 season. No, I like it. I like it. We like Kate Otten so much. We talked about him twice. Josh, you got anybody for me? Yes, I do. Um, So my rookie riser might sound a little strange at first, but just hear me out. It's Brees Hall. Okay. It's Brees Hall. And I know he was the first player drafted in pretty much every dynasty rookie draft. And he had a ton of fantasy hype coming into the season. According to Fantasy Pros Redraft PPR ADP, Brees Hall was the 23rd running back pick this year, but his stock keeps rising both in Redraft and Dynasty Leagues. In Redraft, he's a consensus top 15 running back. And in Dynasty, wow. wow. I mean, like for, for most experts out there, he's a top three running back. And I've seen people rank him as the number one overall Dynasty running back out there which, you know, probably would be the third or second behind Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. I, I, definitely not for Brad, definitely not Jamar Chase for Brad. But, um, it's you know, put him above Jonathan Taylor is a little bit crazy for me. I, I, I'd rather have Jonathan Taylor over Caprice Hall, but I really don't blame these people either. Look, like, I mean, look at the running back landscape real fast. Who do you actually want over Brees Hall? He checks all the boxes of a running back you're looking for, for in Dynasty age. He's 21 years old. Check. Production, well, his fantasy points have literally improved every single week. And he just had a game where he had two touchdowns, 100 receiving yards, and almost 100 rushing yards. So production check. Opportunity. People were worried about Michael Carter. Hall is the Jets' lead running back. That's for sure. Check on opportunity. Situation check. I like what the Jets are doing. And I love what Brees Hall has shown on the field. He's a great pass catcher. And he really just does not have a ton of weaknesses. He's my dynasty running back to right now. And he was not going into the season. Yeah, he's definitely like the, the stock changes a lot. And I talked about this with Kenneth Walker and there's a lot of people that, you know, on Reddit and things like that, that think there, there was never a buy window. There was a buy window and there was also a buy window for Brees Hall and you missed it. Um, yeah. It's slammed shut and it is not coming back because Brees Hall is an absolute stud. And this guy's an absolute stud. It's Chris Olave. So, mm-hmm. you know, through the draft process, Chris Olave was kind of forgotten about because he's not as, as fast or as big as some of the other guys. People were excited about, you know, Drake London. People were excited. And then they saw Traylon Burks get drafted where he got drafted. There was even people that d- drafted Sky Moore and Christian Watson above Chris Olave. He was just kind of forgotten about. And you shouldn't have forgot about him. And, and he's been a stud really from the start. Week one, yeah. Three for three for three, 41 yards. Okay, he did what he could with targets he got. He got three targets, caught all of them, 41 yards. Next week, 13 targets, only five catches, but he had 88 yards. Next week, 13 care, 13 catches, or 13 targets, nine receptions, 147 yards. All right. Yep, everything's starting to add up. The next week, he had seven targets, four receptions, 67 yards, and a touchdown. 
All right, now he's starting to score touchdowns. Like, this guy is, is an absolute stud. Last week he caught a touchdown while getting knocked out. I mean, I hope he's all right. That was not, it's scary to see. But this guy is an absolute stud. He is the best receiver on the Saints right now. And he's done it with two different quarterbacks. Like, he is just extremely impressive. If you read Matt, Matt Harmon's Perception Perception, that thing is all green. That is a beautiful tree. And Chris Olave is just – he's going to be a stud in this league. And you were getting him at 106, 107, 108, 109 in your rookie drafts. And people – people like if you redrafted the class, would he be the number one receiver taken off the board? And that's that's a question people should think about. Um, and uh, Drake, right, Drake London, I think a lot of people would argue, yeah. but he's he's part of that conversation. You know? in, in the in the startup, it went um, it went London, Wilson, and then Olave in the startup as far as the ranking of them. Um, and I'm going to do an article with a few of the guys, and we're going to talk about redrafting the class and kind of see where it's at. So that's that's my stock up, Brad. Who's your stock down? Yeah, my stock down is another one of the wide receivers, and that's Traylon Burks. And a lot of that has to do with, look, he played four games. He didn't look great. He got hurt. Now he's on IR. And I really think this opens up a buying window for you, right? You wait a couple weeks where people are like, shit, he's hurt now. And then you go back and you say, look, in the first four weeks, he garnered a whopping 16 targets through four weeks. He only topped 50 yards one time? Like, really? This is a guy you're telling me is unavailable? That's not what Traylon Burks is, right? He's he's not a guy who's going to get four targets a game. He's not a guy who's only ever going to see 50 yards. He's not a guy who's, ever, who's never going to score a touchdown. So it's just somebody I think his stock is down, and the buying window might be open for him over the course of the next four weeks while he's on IR. So I, th- I think he's definitely a guy you can get in the future for a rebuilding type situation. Yeah. And, and even Drake London and now, you know, Grant Wilson's having a little bit of a slow start. Don't give up on these rookies too early. I'm going to read off numbers for a rookie, a rookie during his rookie season. So 11.5 points, four points, 0.9 points, 22.9 points, 3.7, 3.3, 9.2, 8.1, 10.1, 2.2. Through his first 10 weeks, he only had three games over, 10 points and he had less than five points one two three four five six times six out of the ten under five points who am i can you give us a hint of the draft class i'll give you a hint we just talked about the team we just talked about the team michael davis maybe 2019 uh 2019 wide receiver that's before Justin Jefferson. Uh, AJ Brown. AJ Brown, obviously. Uh, Come on. Yeah, duh. So people <laughs> for horse. People forget AJ Brown had a good rookie season at the end of year finish. He was absolutely he was pretty much worthless until the fantasy playoffs. Then week 12, you had a bye week week 11, week 12, 21.5. Then he had six points, 31.1, 21.4, 14.8, 20.4. He exploded, and he got 70% of his points in the last six weeks of the season. And I'm not saying Traylon Burks is going to be A.J. Brown just because he's, he's a Titan. But you look at some of these other guys, just don't give up and don't trade him away for nothing 
just because you haven't seen anything. Josh, who's your down guy? Yeah, the rookie, I believe, stock has kind of fallen the most over the course of the season. It, it's kind of a easy one for me. It's Buffalo Bills running back James Cook. And when I saw he was drafted by the Bills in round two, he was the third running back drafted by drafted, by the way, behind Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. I, I was surprised. You know, I thought Hall and Walker would be the only running backs drafted in round two. And I thought their talent kind of surpassed James Cook. But I also got a little excited about the possibilities. I mean, if you're going to spend a second round pick on a running back, you probably have a plan for him, right? Uh, he's Dalvin Cook's little brother. He came in the league with awesome pass catching ability to a team that looked like they might need a good pass catcher at the running back position. I mean, in college, James Cook was very dynamic and explosive with the ball in his hands. And I thought he would bring a speed element uh, to the Bills backfield. Now we're sitting here after week five and James Cook just has not been utilized. Devin Singletary's kind of the clear leader in this backfield to me. Um, and I saw leagues where James Cook was the first overall player taking in dynasty rookie drafts. I'm not saying that was normal, but I did see a couple of leagues that like that were like that. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? It wasn't very smart then, and it looks kind of really dumb now. But in most leagues, James Cook was a mid to late first round pick, and I'm sure some dynasty managers are kicking themselves, wishing they took someone like Jahan Dotson or George Pickens over him, right? So, hey, yeah, that's you, Brad. That's you. I took. I took <laughs> so I had uh, the 101, the 106, and the 110. I took. Uh, I ended up with Pickett, James Cook, and Chris Olave is what I did. Um, and two out of three ain't bad. Meatloaf said, There you yeah. go. I mean, I mean, we'll I, see if we'll pick it, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was yeah. a super flex. I had zero yeah, 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 starting yeah, yeah. quarterbacks, like, I did not have a single starting quarterback. This is a, an orphan team I took over. Um, so I, I had no choice but to take a quarterback at 101. I couldn't afford to, to pass on that, but yeah, James Cook at 106, it's, it's hurting right now. Right now. And Pickett's Pickett surprisingly in in two quarters had fourteen over fourteen fantasy points. Last week had over seventeen fantasy points. He's chucking the ball quite a bit. Um, your one quarterback leagues you don't think about putting him in there, but in your two quarterback leagues he might be someone to consider throwing the ball fifty times a game. Um, my guy is Sky Moore, sticking with the first round theme. Sky Moore is someone that you know it was a little worrisome, and I heard your know, fantasy football was talking about it like. Do you really think he's playing behind Justin Watson? Like, no, he's resting up. They're going to let him. He's going to go bananas. They're lining him up in the backfield. He's doing all this stuff. He hasn't done squat. I mean, last week was the first sign of life, and it was two catches for 31 yards. I mean, this guy has more games with negative points. I mean, he's he, – it really stinks when you you get no production on offense and then he's the punt returner and gets a fumble. Like, oof. Twice. Oof. He oof. botched it twice in that yeah. game. So, Scott, people were excited. They saw the landing spot with the Chiefs. They were like, man, this guy is an absolute going to be an absolute star. And I, I could – I love Sky Moore coming out, but I got one share. One. Because I was not paying 17108 when I can go get Jameson Williams or Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson. Like, Garrett Wilson was falling because people were overdrafting, you know, uh, uh, Christian Watson, Watson and Traylon Burks. So, or James Cook. Um, so, <laughs> sorry. Um, hey, hey Traylon Burks was kind of my James Cook. I I love Traylon Burks. I still like Traylon Burks a lot. I think he's a great buy, by the way. So. But yeah, Sky Moore. <laughs> I mean, Sky Moore could be that guy that, like, I just discussed with AJ Brown, where he, he ends up blowing up at the end of the season. But right now, I just don't see a path for it. And he is someone that you you spent a lot of draft capital 
and you're getting no return at all whatsoever. And we'll throw a bonus in there for Christian Watson. I thought about going with him for this. Um, yeah. But James Cook was drafted higher in most leagues and has been just as disappointing, I guess, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, well, it's so it, it's such a weird situation, right? Because Buffalo went out. They tried to get J.D. McKissick, and that fell through. He went back to Washington. Then they draft yeah. James Cook in the second. So it's like, you're like the Buffalo Bills want this. to throw they the ball this. to the yeah. running back. Yeah. Like, what is happening right now? And it's just not – I, I wonder if that fumble in the, his first game kind of like derailed the whole situation a little bit and maybe delayed it. Like it's, it's such but, a weird thing. So I'm with you on all that. Cause I would definitely was, I, I, I was like, yeah, this guy's going to be the next, like, you know, Austin Eckler kind of a satellite back. And yep. even if, even if Singletary's he's going to split it. The fact that Zach Moss is the clear cut. Number two is the biggest concern for me. Because if, okay, what happens if Singletary gets hurt? He'll get in. Nope. It's going to be Zach Moss. Yeah. That's that's my biggest concern. It's with painful. Cook. It's painful. Oh. All right. Cook or Jamar Chase? <laughs> All right. It's been a great I'm gonna go show. go with Jamar Chase, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great show. We've had a lot of fun. Josh, thank you so much for coming on. We kept you longer than an hour. I apologize. I hey, don't don't apologize. I had a great time. I I could talk fantasy football and dynasty with the, to a wall. You know, I don't I don't even need anyone replying to me. So I had a great time. All right, I appreciate it, everyone. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you get that last second entry to the DeAndre So Jersey contest. Hopefully, it's a better game than we expect tonight. As always, good luck this season. Cheers. Peace. <laughs>